I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everyone. Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show. And if it's your first time, we are the podcast that dives into the discography. And wow, I just, wow, my brain just like completely stopped. But we're, you know what? Leave it in, Corey. <laughs> Leave it in. The discography, the catalog, everything that has to do with the band Van Halen. We do it one track at a time. It's been a, apparently a long day, but I don't, I have got no excuses. Corey, save me. I love it. I, I was telling Mark before the call that, you know, I'm a little under the weather, fighting off a, a, a flu or something, sore throat and all that. He said, Mark, you're going to have to carry me tonight. And what does he do? I hand him the ball and he butt fumbles it all over <laughs> the field. Drops just, it. Yeah. Just drops it. This is why I stopped playing sports and uh, I went straight for the music. So yeah, what what can you do, you guys? I, I can't be perfect every single time. So for those of you just looking for that perfect intro, I apologize for failing you. But I uh, I have the medicine to uh, to fix it. We are joined by two special guests. Uh, and if you are a frequent listener to the uh, Deep Dive Podcasting Network, these guys might sound familiar to you. So please welcome, for the first time on the show, from the Deep Purple Podcast, John and Nathan. How you doing, boys? Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. This is uh, really great. Great to be on. Happy to have you, man. So uh, tell me right off the bat, what is going on in the world? How did the world of uh, uh, Deep Purple, I guess, lead you to uh, to this podcast? Oh, boy. How did, well, um, we started our podcast about four years ago. Yeah. And uh, that was a, that was this long, slow journey to get to where we are right now, which is <laughs> and the podcast will rock. So um <laughs> And we've we we did uh we 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 cover everything Deep Purple related, all the spinoff acts and anything else that we feel like talking about every week. So, um, listen to your show every week. Really, uh, really enjoy it. Learned a lot about Van Halen from you guys. So, uh, thanks again for having us. That's shocking because we don't know anything. But uh, no, no, we're not experts. <laughs> yeah, but we, uh, we actually had a Deep Purple and Van Halen episode too at oh, one really? point. Yeah, a while, yeah. while back. Yeah, uh, Greg Renoff uh, came on. It was only three yeah. years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an earlier episode, and we just kind of talked about all the different crossovers and links between Deep Purple and Van Halen. It was a lot of fun. 
Cool. Yeah, which surprised me because I didn't realize there were any until then. So I learned <laughs> some something. Some of them are tenuous. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I admit my ignorance on that one as well. But which you know, that's not too hard to do. But hey, I shouldn't be shocked because two great bands like that. How how are their how are their paths not at some point going to cross? You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, it's a real so treat uh, for us to have you on the show because uh, we've told the story before. Uh, Pot of Thunder. And and you guys, we kind of consider the uh, you know the the crown jewels of the rock and roll podcasting world, and uh, we're the two inspirations uh, for Mark and I to kind of get this thing going because there wasn't a lot of Van Halen chatter out there at the time, and uh, so uh, just thank you uh, for your show and for inspiring us to do uh, this train wreck every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That's a big compliment. Yeah, thanks for mentioning us in the same breath as Pot of Thunder. We'll take it. It's a fun train wreck. Make no mistake. So we we have fun each time we do it. Uh, tra- speaking of train wrecks, but fun. Uh, if you guys didn't check out our live stream, you can still go check that out on our YouTube channel. So, uh, and I mean all of our live streams that we've done, they're all there. Uh, so if you really want to see something truly magical in terms of uh what fun train wrecks look like, go check those out. It's fun. It's but- a great time. We just did one for fuck it February, and it's aptly titled. I did have to do some editing uh, on that one. So uh, for, course, the pe- for the people who watched it live, you, if you know, you know, for the people that are catching up, you won't know. And that's for the best. It, yes. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, part one dropped uh, on the podcast uh, Tuesday this week and part two will be dropping uh, tomorrow night on Thursday uh, as we record this. So mm-hmm. we, we so spend on the lookout for Halen that. Song. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we could talk. We did an Eddie Van Halen solo track. We did an extreme track. Uh, we did a Van Halen live cut from their very last uh, public show ever, and, and we oh, wow. we did "I'm the One" from Van Halen. One was the one that uh, our wheel, our current wheel here, spun us that night. Yeah, nice. Ooh, I missed that one by one. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Well, there you go. Tune in for that show. Uh, if you missed it live, we've got you. Uh, but speaking of which, uh, Corey, you mentioned a band called Extreme. Uh, we we in. <laughs> inadvertently talk about uh extreme a lot on this show probably because of of gary sharon uh so can you maybe uh give us a little bit more about what's going on van halen news because i think the two are related that's right actually uh dropping today was uh, extremes uh new single a song called rise that's going to be on their forthcoming album uh titled six uh which is coming out june 9th and, and there is a little van halen connection uh, nuno betancourt uh, was talking uh, with Guitar World, and uh, he vows to make sure that the road Eddie paved for a guitarist to follow must not come to an end. I wanted to read you uh, his quote here. He said, quote, Please. when Eddie Van Halen passed, it really hit me. I'm not going to be the one who will take the throne, but I felt some responsibility to keep guitar playing alive. So you hear a lot of fire on the record. And if the first single is any indication, holy crap, do you ever. I've actually queued up the guitar solo. I, I don't think the three of you have heard this yet, have you? No, no, but nope. I'm a big fan nope, of Nuno, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear. It's funny that he calls himself, uh, he, he doesn't want to carry the torch, or maybe he feels like he's not worthy of it, because if you've ever heard Nuno play, I assure you he is, and more people need to know. <laughs> hmm. Well, here you go. I even brought the video for the boys on the call here to see. Here's a little bit of Nuno Betancourt and his solo from Rise, the new single from Extreme.
That's wow. got some balls wow. on it. <laughs> wow. Jeez. That's a statement. <laughs> I thought I, I, like, I heard like almost every trick in the book, but whatever he was doing there at the end was like, I've never heard a guitar making noises <laughs> like that before. <laughs> That's some good playing. A little yeah, bit of Flight try. of the Wounded Bumblebee for all the people who remember Extreme <laughs> yeah, 2 pornography. Yeah. He had a little bit of oh, that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I won't I won't try and guess uh what specific like uh, effect he's using or or technique because the last time I did that uh, I got called out for being wrong. So like, all right, cool. I'll leave, <laughs> I'll leave it up know, to you all. Don't you know exactly no. what pedal he's using for that? Come on. No, no, no. Got to admit it. I don't. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yet, uh, holy shit, guess. dude. Yeah, no, Nuno, I'm I'm telling you, man, like not enough people talk about this guy and they really should and hopefully Hopefully, I'm 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 assuming the rest of the song is goes according to you know how the solo if the, if the solo was any indication the song the rest of it is probably pretty damn good so if that's the case then I am looking forward to more extreme and yes with Gary Sharon no apologies you know he sounds great on the track I, I recommend after we're done recording here maybe we'll when we hit stop uh, we'll play the whole song for you guys because it's it's pretty fucking good awesome. Mm. That will be cool, but uh, before so uh, you know we before we get to all of that and we're done with extreme for now, perhaps uh, now we just get into what we're all here for, and that's for some Van Halenness. So, uh, Corey, I think it's time to go check out the rock and poll. Yes, sir. So uh, we haven't uh, run a poll for the one we did on the live show yet. Uh, we'll probably put that out tomorrow right. when that show drops. Um, so we'll have two polls to talk about next week. But we uh, haven't talked about the poll for where have all the good times gone yet. Uh, ah, King's okay. cover from Diver Down. And this one kind of surprised me because the covers don't usually do so well. But uh, we're over 90%, 91.1% what dreams are made of. 8.9% this dream is over out of 146 votes. So pretty overwhelming majority uh, for where have all the good times gone. Yeah, it's rare. We when we get uh, what dreams are made of, they don't usually get up this high. At least uh, depending depending on the song, but the majority wise, we don't get over ninety percent. So this is actually kind of special. I'm curious to hear what people are saying about it. Uh, do you want me to read them for you, Corey? Sure, if you wouldn't mind, that'd be great. I will absolutely do that. So we go into the comments slash the tweets about where have all the good times gone uh, from our friend at Ryan Connell. He says a good cover. Simply put no, uh, at uh, at bag F underscore E says awesome. So, you know, they're keeping it pretty simple. I lo- actually, I'm a big fan of this. They're just, they're, they're, they're not explaining too hard as to why they like it. Like, no, it's good. It's yeah. awesome. It's, whatever. That's all you get. <laughs> I like that. That's all you get. Uh, let's see. At uh, Rayana Ray, what dreams are made of and little musical emojis. Uh, I like that. That's a good one. Uh, at Robert Cato, another great cover of a Kinks tune. In fact, I did not even know the original was by the Kinks until I heard the Van Halen version. I think uh, I I can't remember uh, exactly what I said on the show, but I'm pretty sure I had heard the Kinks version first. But it wasn't until Van Halen came around that I really cared about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you guys? Did you hear the Kinks version first of the song before Van Halen's, or the other way? I think I always heard the Van Halen one. I I'm, I don't know yeah. the Kinks as well, probably as I should. Yeah, no, I I think I That's heard fair. it the other. I, I think we would have heard it the other way just because of the time we grew up in. I didn't hear a lot of that older mm-hmm. stuff until I found out that stuff was covers. So, yeah, 
Especially with Van Halen. I, I didn't know that yeah, much of their stuff was covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Yes, that's that's a good point. Yeah. I thought all of Van Halen songs were all originals. It's like, yeah. oh, that's why these sound so cool. It's like, no, they're older. But uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. All right. Uh, at Wabo in Cabo says, a great job with this cover. Another they did better than the original, in my opinion, anyway. Not going to fight you on that one, Cabo. Not at all. Uh, let's see. We go to at GHS AP McPeak says I had a buddy that moved to my town from Florida mid year, 82, 83, a story in and of itself and claimed to have gone to one of the Florida shows for the hide your sheet tour played uh, diver down constantly an awesome cover on a fun album. The kinks rock, but Van Halen rocks the kinks harder. Again, not going to fight you. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to fight you at all. Uh, let's see where we go back here. We go back to uh, Juan Pablo says, Eddie used to say that rewriting slash arranging the old songs was as hard as writing a new one. Listening to the opening riff, it's unique and brand new. Listen to how he arpeggiates chords to finish verses and adds harmonics to pepper it all up. He is brilliant. Got to love it. Uh, yes, you do. And I got to love your uh, musical theory lingo that you're throwing out. Way to go. And you're not wrong. You're not using them incorrectly. So tip of the hat to you there, Juan Pablo. Uh, Trockman5150 says, good cover, but nothing earth shattering like You Really Got Me, which sets the bar for amazing covers. Forgettable track from a forgettable album. Well, there you go. There's part of your uh, 9%. Right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's fair. You know what? I we we ask the audience to explain themselves because we legitimately just don't know sometimes. Um, so I I appreciate that he he didn't find it earth shattering. Therefore, not his bag. Cool. You know, it, it to each their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Art Thrilla says love diver down and love this song rarely do i ever hit skip on that album and whenever van halen does a cover tune they make it their own great song to open the album with and definitely what dreams are made of you are absolutely right there thriller good good stuff our friend Rave of Flav says, as with a lot of these songs, I remember when they first came out and received radio airplay. The Kinks version was almost like a folk band. The Van Halen version is upbeat and raw. Everything about this song is spot on. You want to talk about Dave's wheelhouse? Yeah. Dave, I'm, when Dave is in his wheelhouse, nobody does it better than Dave. Um, except for, you know when Sammy has to sing his songs and then Sammy does it better, but that's just me taking a shot at you. But, <laughs> but again, yes, Dave and his wheelhouse is very good. Thank you. Rave of Flav. Uh, fat man on guitar says what dreams are made of another Van Halen cover, another classic Van Halen cover. What else needs to be said? I agree. Thank you. Fat man. Uh, at Kyle Anderson says when this song plays, I don't have to ask where the good times have gone. No, they're right here. They're happening. They're happening right now when you're listening to that track. Absolutely agree. Mark Fuller says, love it. One of my favorites off the album, and the first 10 seconds is the perfect way to start that album off. Woo-wee! Yes. Absolutely. Good name, Mark Fuller. Uh, Jonathan Meisner says, what dreams are made of? Super simple song. A little repetitive, but they didn't write it. They just covered it. Van Halen does the kinks better than the kinks. An upbeat, bouncy little jam. I should have played this poolside while I was in Puerto Verarta last week. I am 
quite sure I butchered that, uh, but I hope you had fun over at uh, PV. That's that's what I'll call it, PV. <laughs> at the PV. <laughs> hope you had a good time, Jonathan. Mm. Our buddy Greg Zito says, better than the original, but not as good as Van Halen original. Um, I mean, that's fair because we're all here because of Van Halen's music, right? So, yeah, that's a, that's a fair assessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Another friend of the show, Davey Lee Smith, says, another great cover of a Kinks song, a great way to kick off Diver Down. I listened to the Warner Brothers demos some time ago and was ecstatic hearing the solo from here taken from uh, the solo here taken from Young and Wild, which was a cool tune. What dreams are made of? Uh, I am I am blanking on if I've listened to Young and Wild, but I'm I'm sure it probably rings a bell in some some form or fashion. Uh, uh, Chaz Mataz, our buddy Chaz says, "Holy pound cake!" Over ninety percent for a cover song. Nobody does the Kinks like Van Halen, babe. <laughs> Apparently so. You all seem to really enjoy this cover. Not so much uh, their other covers, which kind of baffles me a little bit, but I appreciate everybody letting us know how they feel. Uh, Scott Monroe, our buddy, says, great cover, killer opener, short and sweet pop metal. I tell you, my biggest takeaway from the show so far has been a skyrocketing appreciation for Diver Down. Would you agree with that, Corey? Because I think so. I think... Uh, I mean, you, you've always expressed you, you enjoy Diver Down. Diver Down is sort of uh, the one that I thought I knew the least, but this is their, for lack of a better phrase, this is their cover album, and I'm familiar with Van Halen's cover, so I guess I'm more familiar with Diver Down than I thought. And yeah, every time we spin one, I'm not mad about it. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. That was the album I knew the least. If I was ranking the Dave albums, that'd probably be at the bottom because I didn't know it as well, and I'm getting a whole new appreciation for it too, thanks to uh, doing this show. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's, and that's the beauty of the show folks. Uh, our friend, Kevin Brown, the uh, t-shirt maker extraordinaire. <laughs> I, I can't boo Kevin. He, <laughs> look what he does. Look what he does for our merch. It's great. Uh, he uh, actually, I, he, he added you directly, Corey, yes, but, he did. Uh, as well as the show. He said, uh, Corey, you take Ray Davies name out your mouth. <laughs> Aside Van Halen covers, the kinks better than most bands. The only cover on the album I can listen to, and it's great. It just fits their harmony style so well. You can see why they'd cover it in their early days. Hashtag what dreams are made. <laughs> Kev is a very big kinks fan. And uh, Ray <laughs> Davies is a tremendous songwriter. He has some bangers. But performance-wise, give me Van Halen's version of a kink song any day of the week. or Really any cover, like Lola. Uh, all day, yeah. all the night. When you get somebody a little more competent uh, musically uh, playing those songs, Waterloo <laughs> Sunset, which is Kevin's favorite song. Def Leppard does a really killer cover of that one. So we'll see what Kevin says about me uh, this week. Yeah, I was going to say, he's coming for you now. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just, not, he's just kinks, chomping at the bit. Not musically competent. That's what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you all heard him. It's recorded. He said, Kinks, not musically competent. There Bring it is. on. Oh boy. So, and finally, uh, our friend Ryan Powell, uh, he said, not the track I was hoping for, but I had a blast with Van Halen. There is always something to appreciate with every spin. Thank you, Ryan. And yes, um, except for when we spin a particular track that just doesn't jive, uh, well with, uh, with everybody or with me in particular, just in, you know, um, the the less said about those particular tracks, the better. It's fine. It's been um, a while since we spun <laughs> one of those, though. So, but I, I wanted to ask yeah, uh, Nathan uh, and uh, John because they didn't chime in this week uh, on the poll. Uh, Nathan, what are your thoughts oh, no, on you guys, uh, yeah. where have all the good times gone? 
Um, I like it. Yeah, I was just thinking. I'm like, I, I listen every week and hear you read uh, our tweet. This is like the one one of the few times we haven't co- we didn't comment on it, but um, yeah, I like I I I like it. I I like their their energy. It seems like the the Kinks songwriting style lends itself really well to being Van Halenized, and uh, it's another good example of it. Well, there you go. So th- there, there's uh, the yeah. they were waiting. They were waiting to come onto the show to talk about. That's, That's right. why yeah, I don't know specifically. If, I don't, I don't, I'm not speaking for John. That's just my feeling. I don't know. He might hate it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't hate it. It's um, I mean, uh, a lot of the uh, Van Halen songs, including this one, I've heard on the radio so many times that um, um, mm-hmm. I I mean, I like it. I don't think that it's um, I think it's one of their best tracks. But I mean, I definitely agree that with all the King songs that they covered, I mean, it obviously lends itself well to their style or it, it did at the time anyway. So I think they did a good job with it. Could not agree with you more. That is absolutely factual. There it is. And that will do it for the tweets on the rock and poll. Thank you all so much for contributing, letting us know how you feel about it and for voting. Uh, with that, Corey, it's time to get to the bulk of the show. But before we get to the dreaded mistress known as Wheel, uh, we have to do our most favorite thing. Everybody, take your glass and say it with me. Manifestations. Mm. Manifestations. Now we manifest. I have, I have my yeah. halls. I'm gonna. I don't have. <laughs> I have. I have. It's one. fine. I, did lie. I know that you like to drink whiskey, so I did bring some just in case. I brought some bourbon in case. There you oh, go. Thank you, Nate. Hey. You have to. So pick I might, up the I might have one me. finger or something. <laughs> there's never. There, there's never been a, an actual rule that uh, when I say drink, because I say specific phrases that you absolutely have to. I, uh, I just like to play along. I mean, yeah, a <laughs> lot of people do. Like every, apparently uh, everyone that was on the live show, that they'll do it. Um, <laughs> so, but I, yeah. yeah, but I gotta, I gotta imagine that uh, a lot of our listeners probably listen to us Friday morning. It's like, well, maybe don't shoot whiskey in the morning. <laughs> I mean, unless you just really need to pick me up and you're not driving. So, like, yeah, that's I'm fine. primarily okay, cool. driving when I'm listening. So, very rarely is whiskey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, I get it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, don't, don't play the drinking game in that unless you're just drinking coffee. Yeah, I didn't specify what drink, just take it. Uh, but enough of that. It's time to manifest the song. So, John, Nathan, you are our, our our honored guests on the show tonight. So, I put it to you first. What particular Van Halen track do you want to manifest for the show? Or if you don't have a specific track, is there a specific era or album that you want to bring forth? Uh, let's start with John. Well, I'll go with I'll go with era. I guess um, I would, I would say the, uh, the Dave era um, just, um, just because that's, yeah, I just think that it's, it's classic. It's high energy. Um, It's, it's a lot of the stuff. um, I can't say it's the stuff I know best because I grew up with the um, Sammy Hagar era, but Mm -hmm. I I remember the mood for the Dave stuff. He's in the mood to party. That's what I'm hearing. So yeah, there we there go. go. We got to, yeah. Keeping it uh, a broad, broad spectrum. I like that. You know, just, yeah. he just wants a, a day, Vera. So uh, he he might get a different kind of truth. To- Corey, you never know. You never know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But uh, I throw it over to Nathan. Nate, what uh, do you want to manifest on tonight's show? Well, I hope I'm not giving too much away, but um, there's been much debate over whether or not the wheel is real, and we are look we are looking <laughs> at the wheel right now. But not only you one are, thing I yes. did not realize is, um, well, the, the the little lines in the wheel are getting much thicker as as the as the catalog weans down, and mm-hmm. we've been watching the wheel this entire time that we've been doing the show. 
So it's very enticing seeing, and I've been watching my pick go around the whole time. And here it comes. <laughs> it's um, uh, Greg Renoff uh, told me that "Light Up the Sky" he thought was a was a Deep Purple influenced track in its writing. So mm. I've been watching it spin around, and I think that um, that's going to be the one that I'm going to try to manifest. All right, light up the sky. There you go. Uh, it's, it's been a second since I think uh, someone, unless uh, did someone uh, ask for that in the live show? Did you? Uh, Eric Senich actually in the live show. Asked Eric for did. Okay. Sky, well, yeah. there you go. I think I've heard he it be, uh, be be summoned several times, but no one's been successful yeah. yet. So we'll see yeah. if, I, if I've got any luck. <laughs> Eric has actually just that sent magic me a touch. Yeah. Uh, Eric has actually just sent me a frantic email saying, oh, my God, did we manifest a new extreme song? Because we spun them on Saturday <laughs> and we we're talking about it. All of a sudden there's a new I song. Mean, I mean, look, I'm not going to say no. I'll take. Yeah, they, they actually recorded cool. it the following day and it got, it got the video out that quick. It's yeah. amazing. Oh, my God. Do you know what this means? Corey, Greg listens to the show. Our our uh, our hopes slash fears have are true. <laughs> Gary listens to the show. Yeah. I'll show those fuckers. Yeah, it's just like these, these, these. If they don't shut up once and for all, uh, and if that's the case, apologies to Gary. Apologies to Gary. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. Light of the sky from Nate. All right, Corey. How about you? What's uh? What are you feeling? You're not feeling great. You're feeling under the weather. What Van Halen track can pull you out of the funk? Every time I've come on this show uh, feeling not so good, feeling a little sick, I, I always try and manifest somebody get me a doctor from Van Halen too. So uh, I, I'm picking a Dave song as well. Uh, Mark, that's three uh, Dave era songs in a row. Are you going to go Dave or are you going to go outside your wheelhouse here? Well, my instinct tells me to go outside the wheelhouse. However, I'm not going to do that. I am going to, because I'm feeling, yeah, I'm feeling like we could do whatever. So I think I might echo John in the sense of, Give me a Dave era tune. Uh, I, I'd rather have like a, you know, a really good Dave era tune, you know, take that for how, <laughs> how you will. But uh, Dave, Dave era, I think that's a, that's a wide enough spectrum. And I think it's safe enough to that uh, we're in for a good show. Should we spin one? So that is uh maybe it's a cop out, but I don't care. It's, it's half my show. Uh, exactly. I am choosing Dave era. Sounds that good. mean we're guaranteed a Sammy track tonight? Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. Probably so, Nate. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, that you've, now that you've said it, probably so. And <laughs> we're all going to enjoy people. Black and Blue from OU812. I wouldn't be mad about that. Yeah, me either, actually. That's a good <laughs> track. Funny, what do you yeah. say? Yeah, like, yeah. All so right, we, all right. We, so We all pick Dave songs, but we're going to ask Sammy to, to sing us in here as we uh, get the wheel going. First of all, we got to shuffle this thing up, so in honor of the Deep Purple Podcast and your four years on the air. Let's shuffle this four times. One, two, three, four. All right, here we go. Here we go! Oh, is it going to be a Gary song? It's a Gary song. Oh, it's a Gary song. Fire in the hole. Oh, we were all wrong. Oh, my God. Of course. I knew... Outfitting. We had an extreme song at the beginning here. Now we're getting fire in the hole. I'm excited about this one. It's all Gary all the time. Yeah. I don't know whether to be excited or or miserable. I don't know because <laughs> this is the album I know the absolute least. You all, if you've been paying attention to the journey from the start of the show, you know that Van Halen 3 is, has all been fresh and it has not all been great. Um, I think you've oh downvoted boy. every just, single song. Except for one, the the one that we both enjoyed, uh, 
Wait, did I couldn't you, even did tell you, you the upvote? name of it. Well, without you is the one that we upvoted. That's right. Yes, anyway. that's the one we. Yeah, without you is the one we upvoted because I said, okay, that wasn't terrible. I didn't hate it. It was fine. Um, so I had to give it an upvote for that. But uh, I have n- I have no feelings on this song whatsoever, other than maybe yikes or maybe hey, that's <laughs> that's passable. I don't know. Um, does does anyone else on the panel have any sort of preconceived notions of this track? No, <laughs> no, okay, I, I, that's, that's no, me I, hoping I'm not alone. <laughs> actually, I just, haven't like heard anything from this album. All I know is what I've heard about this album was is that this era was abysmal and nobody liked it. And so, um, you know, I but I mean, I, you know, I'm going in. I'm going in not knowing anything. So we'll we'll see. Maybe we'll feel different. Maybe, maybe okay. not. Uh, Corey, you have anything? Uh, do, do you know this song at all? Oh yeah, this was the uh, the song that they uh, put on the uh, Lethal Weapon Four soundtrack. Oh, this is the one. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So you so may have heard this one actually. Maybe I have. Or huh. okay, but let me let me just say, if I have, it wasn't ex- for just maybe once for a just a small snippet when the movie came out. Uh, so you know, do the math on that one. So I may, I, I don't know that I have any sort of memory about this one whatsoever. However, uh, that could mean that I might not be so harsh on this because it, it might sound better than what I remember. I don't know, but I guess we'll find out. We're about to find out. This is also one of uh, only three songs on Van Halen three that uh, Michael Anthony played on. No kidding. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. Uh, Eddie played bass uh, on most of this album, but uh, Mike oh. was in uh, on this song, On Without You, and the song uh, One I Want, I believe, is the other one. So we're going to get some Mikey harmonies on this one, too. So chin up, boys. Is... I bet you it's not going to be that. <laughs> is oh, that man. the reason why we upvoted Without You? Is because the obvious Michael Anthony presence? Well, I I, I just dig the song. Like, uh, the, the chorus is banging. Gary sounds really good on it. You know, it's, it's, it's a pretty good track. But Michael Anthony has a 100% success rate on the show so far in your show. With If he's on a Van Halen 3 track, it's got a, a fighting chance. That's absolutely it, true. It, it does. Statistically, it does, <laughs> at least for me. It does have a fighting chance. So we let's let's see if we can keep the statistic intact or we might just bust it. Who knows? But uh, so <laughs> if you're ready, Corey, uh, John, Nate, if you guys are ready, let's uh, let's fire up fire in the hole. Yes, sir. We're going all the way back to March 17th, 1998. This is Fire in the Hole from Van Halen 3. (laughs) Why can't this be love? But like sped (laughs) up a lot? (laughs) I was going to say up for breakfast. I was or, say, oh, Yars no, <laughs> don't invoke its name. <laughs> it is, oof, I love Sammy, but that is a that is a stinker of a song. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's rough. Not great. <laughs>
What do you think of that uh, vocal sound, Mark? It, it sounds a, a wow. little thin. We always kind of criticize the uh, the production on this album. This was produced by largely by Eddie, but also by uh, composer Mike Post as well. But I know the the band sounded good, but I, I thought Gary was a little thin. Oh, I was just thinking that uh, this must be one of Sammy's off days where he just doesn't sound like one hundred percent. Oh wait, that wasn't Sammy. That that wasn't mm. Sammy on a sick day. Well, that's not a good start. Um, I'm serious. I don't know what it is. I this, it's like a this is a repeating pattern that we're finding with this album that Gary just sounds like he's doing an imitation. Sometimes it's mm. Dave, and then sometimes it's Sammy. And right now he's giving me big Sammy vibes. If I'm the only one, then I'll be crazy. But is anybody else feeling that? No, you're not crazy. No, <laughs> I I thought that too. I'm like he's dead on trying to sound like. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, you're right. You're right, though, Corey. The the music is very much in the forefront, very, very in your face. Maybe they did that on purpose because they knew this would be on, you know, big movie soundtrack. Maybe it's Lethal Weapon. Uh, maybe that has something to do with it. Or I don't know. Maybe just Eddie just felt, eh, let's just turn Gary down just a little bit. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. In a lot of ways, it's the Eddie solo album, uh, Van Halen 3, is how it was described by yeah. Mike Anthony. So. <laughs> So had had Gary just gotten back from the dentist? Like, I don't understand all of this dental imagery that he's throwing in here about wisdom teeth and rinse cups and opening and saying, ah, it's only one line doesn't have something to do with teeth. <laughs> Say, yeah. amen. So like, Say okay, is this, yeah. is this a religious experience as well? Like what's a rinse cup and spit again? Mm. Mm. Uh, Okay. I'm not normally a big a big lyrics guy, but yeah, since uh, you got them right in front of us, which is actually really nice to see that. Um, yeah, it's just kind of I don't know if I would notice if it wasn't in front of me, but it's just kind of odd odd lyrics so far. Oh yeah, in a word to the wisdom tooth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I, I really like Nathan's wanna... theory that he just got back from the dentist. And, and, and he's like, I'm here's still, the song. Put some lyrics. Still to it. on like a little of the laughing gas, and like Gary, did you write the lyrics to Fire in the Hole yet? He's like, oh crap, no. And, I, and he's like, he was in a rush, and he's just <laughs> writing about his experience that he just had. I'm reading mean, ahead in the next, uh, the next verses in any. Yeah, better. that's what I'm saying. Like I, I was looking ahead too, and there's more sort of like oral imagery, like like dental and like chew your words, a uh, uh, forked yeah. tongue. You know, there's <laughs> there's all these things. Like what is happening? Like what this song is called Fire in the Hole, and you're like fire is the whole your mouth like is that is this about oral <laughs> surgery like, yeah this isn't what, what looking is, great the yeah. whole no, is the dry no. socket he had after they took out his wisdom the, tooth uh, <laughs> well yeah. in a word to to tell the truth yeah ah, i mean I, it's, oh okay it started off with all this like war sounds and sounding like like the beginning of mm. one or like psychotron by megadeth or something and then it turns into a song about going to the dentist it's a little weird yeah <laughs> The, the uh, third verse is about a prostate exam, so I can't wait to get to that part. Oh, can't wait! Yeah, let's uh, let's see. It gives new meaning to fire there. in the hole. Hey, oh. <laughs> hey, 
Am I the only one who thought he said fucked tongue instead of fork tongue? Just no, it's what it sounded like. He, yeah. The way he sang it, like fuck tongue. I'm like, what? What did you say? Fork I'm tongue, sorry. you double speak. No, Pretty soon I'm you just child. might spring a leak. <laughs> so I guess it could work been known either way. Wrong. Yeah. That's true. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna double check court. No, it is fork tongue. Okay. <laughs> at least at least on the sheet it's fort <clears throat> i'm willing i'm willing to bet uh this is uh gary having a little bit of fun <laughs> isn't that what an iron lung is kind of just your it's not a bag, bag of wind. wind. No, it's, it's, a, it's a uh, big metal container it's a, of wind. A, a, it's a like a capsule. It's a giant. Yeah, yeah it's a barrel, <laughs> a capsule of, of wind. Maybe there's a bag in there somewhere, but it's more than just a bag. What are you getting at here, Gary? I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to get him on the show. What the fuck is I that? Know. If you do listen, please come on the show. We just we just want to talk, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all for like kind of like interesting imagery and lyrics but this is very mm -hmm. odd like i don't know i don't know what it what i'm missing what the symbolism is supposed to be yeah i get it and yeah I, and I i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm, I'm all for weird lyrics for the sake of, you know, producing odd imagery, but, but at least give me some sort of a coherent story or vibe. I'm getting neither with uh, these two verses. Well, I think this is the only the second song I've ever heard that has the word "iron lung" in it. And the this the, the the first one being by Weird Al, Mr. Frump and <laughs> Iron Lung. Yes, very well. I mean, that's good company to keep. Yep. Yeah, but th th this is up for breakfast all over again. You know, she puts the cream in oh, my coffee. Boy. What the fuck is that? What what is the cream? You Why did. is she putting you, your coffee here? You jinxed mm. it when you when you invoked its name. I did. I did. <laughs> it's not quite at that level. <laughs> but at least that one well, had the vibe. Mark, yeah. you were talking about the vibe. You that's true. Yeah, even that one though had the vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's lyrically idiotic. You get the vibe from mm -hmm. it. This is just lyrically idiotic, and you don't know what's happening. Well, no. at least it's not like like very. Uh, it's at least it's not over the top sexual innuendo. Yeah, it's, it's just it's bizarre, but it's not like you're not cringing about like oh god no no I'm just yeah I'm just trying to I'm trying to figure out exactly what he's trying to say here. Maybe the chorus will shed some light. What's a filibuster? I know what a filibuster yes. is. It's like a filibuster, but a blister. It's a blister. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's no, and that chorus and didn't. That chorus didn't shed light on shit. Like, no. <laughs> didn't help. It didn't help me out at all. I don't know. I still don't know what's happening. What is a, a sweet and sour filibuster? That's that's my question. I want to order that the next time I go out for. 
want to order that the next time I go over Chinese. <laughs> can I get the sweet and sour Philip blister? Can I get the yeah, it's, guy it's... pan, the general show chicken, and the sweet and sour Philip blister, please? <laughs> Philip blister, yeah. You know, Fossil like, yeah, you go, you're going to hate it. <laughs> uh, I, um, I did want to say, I know, like, we keep getting distracted with the lyrics uh, because, I mean, for good reason, but the music. I want to say uh, sounds pretty cool, but man, it's just not mixed very well at all. But what I can mm. say is Mikey is very prominent in this track. Like if, if Mike did indeed uh, uh, record bass on this track, you can hear him. That low end is very mm -hmm. high. Um, and, you know, he's he's doing his job. Uh, I assume what Eddie is playing is uh, pretty cool as well. But like I say, it's not mixed very well, so it's really hard to say. Mm. <laughs> cavities <laughs> come up d cavities what, mind what are the cavities d cavities <laughs> is, that, is that like an <laughs> anti-cavity d cavities yeah it's it's when you uh get I'm rid of the cavity you decavity you decavitize i don't know <laughs> what was that thing that you misheard on one of the songs that you fl uh, flesh flesh and or play splat and bone blood and bone play splat, splat and bone, and bone. yeah that's what this kind of seems like, but but these seem to be the actual lyrics, right? Like this is this is the uh, cavities, yeah. That's I, yeah, it's the I, like, I why are you to going to the it, dentist? But... Because yeah. I'm going to get a why filling for the cavities to... in, that I have. <laughs> I gotta go to the dentist. I gotta, I gotta go to the, the dentist, dentist for the cavities. Yeah, get the cavities out of my mouth. <laughs> I gotta get know? a dentist for the cavities. Hey, hey, oh. hey yo! I've eaten too much of the sweet and sour Philip blister. Too, Too much, much of, of the sweetness, the fine gold. And come on, smile and see cheese on a count of three, because I got a mindful of the cavities. But hey. what in so the hell are you uh, talking about? This is this terrible. Is like yeah. The third verse, and it's still all dental related. Like I'm <laughs> telling you, he was, he was. I think was you're right. The laughing gas when he wrote these lyrics. I, you know what? That's the only thing so far that makes sense. And then uh -huh. also, Corey, Corey, I think he nailed it as much as it pains to say me. This is a repeat of Up for Breakfast, but. I dare say so far worse it's because it's least... up for breakfast. <laughs> I mean, he's, he, he, Oof. he does sound, he does sound like a very, uh, not well Sammy Hagar. And, uh, it's, um, <clears throat> there's all this. Yeah. I, I don't, but at least up for breakfast had, had a vibe to it. At least there's that. I don't know what the vibe is on this song. I don't know what's happening. <sighs> It, there's uh, a fire in the hole that's all you need to know it's like he heard okay. up for breakfast and he said i really like what sammy did with all those like innuendos about sex i'm gonna do the same thing but get this it's gonna be about being at the dentist <laughs> except this <laughs> came we'll before fire in the hole yeah. <laughs> you know this came yeah, before up for breakfast so this inspired oh, right, that was like a bone oh so maybe yeah. it was the other way around so maybe, maybe it's the other like, way no yeah the other way around yeah <laughs> I'm gonna oh, do that. No. This is gonna be about sex. Oh no! This <laughs> this inspired up for breakfast. Is that what we're suggesting here? This is, because... this is the pre this is the no. prequel. Yeah, this was like a, the yeah. rough draft, the demo <laughs> the <prequel>. version, <laughs> the prequel to up up for breakfast prequel. Oh. And there you go. If you needed another reason why prequels just don't work, there you go, folks. <laughs> Sometimes they just don't work. But I mean, in the annals of dental songs, this has got to be top ten, right? 
Oh, uh, easily. I don't know. It's it's competing with uh, I'm Your Dentist from Little Shop of Horrors, and that shit slaps. Oh, that's number so one. I don't know. That's number one. <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking, yeah, uh, so that's... <laughs> Weird Al did a, a YouTube parody called Numb Me, Drill Me, Floss Me, Bill Me. Oh, yep. he did from yeah. the YouTube parody. So, yep. okay, well, that's number two. That's number so, two. So, you know. <laughs> Can we think of any other? Um, uh, what about uh, Montana by Frank Zappa is about uh, dental floss. So that would probably have to that be works. above this. <laughs> It would have to be somewhere above this one. Yeah, oh I yeah, so. I'm. Uh, there's probably a plethora of other dental-related songs that are well ahead of this one for sure. I think because, the four of us know, do, a, do a spin-off podcast where we we only do songs that are about dentistry. I mean, <laughs> David Lee Roth, "Eat 'Em and Smile." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Ah, yeah, there you go to bring it back full circle. Yeah, way to go, John. You should be hosting this show. <laughs> Tell you what, I, I found a, a Van Halen Reddit thread, and the title is "What the actual hell is fire in the hole about?" There yeah, I, well. so, I could, yeah. I can understand why. And, we are not the only ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad to know on. that we're not alone. Yeah, there's some, we we uh. should we should uh, discuss that if we ever get through this train wreck of a I'm song. Sure for 20, I'm sure for 25 years, people have been pondering this. It's just to to us anyway. This is a, this is new. So we're probably retreading what others have, have uh, stumbled on before. Right, I've probably. got one here from a guy who's never heard the song. He just Googled the lyrics. Uh, but oh, he okay. says, as a, as a rough guess, it's about liars. There's lots of references to mouths, forked tongues, and apparently dentistry. Fire equals lies, hole equals mouth. It's not exactly Dylan, is it? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I think uh, whoever whoever wrote that uh, post, uh, um, you're being very generous, and we applaud you for it. You know what? I um, think uh, it was Steve Millions, and I think he put more thought into it than Gary Sharon did. Yeah, yeah oftentimes it, people uh, attribute all yeah. of this like uh, symbolism to, to to an author that was never intended. The, the author would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep, totally meant that. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. How many songs can you recall with the word bile in it? Not a common that, one. That line right there is the best part of the song so far. Like tongue-tied and tangled web, your bile inside better left unsaid. That's the yeah. best part so far yeah. of the song. Yeah. Is, I agree. Is, is that line. What about wash it out with soap? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. that's that's the most uh, relatable line. We, we've all been there. <laughs> and I, I love that he rhymed choke with soap. Yeah. yeah. Close enough. Yeah. I don't mind the chorus though. Like I like how Gary's delivering it. It's mixed funny, but I like how he's delivering it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, no, it's it it works for the song itself. Uh, there's not a lot. To, I mean, it's he's doing that thing that uh, that Dave likes to do a lot. Um, just keep the chorus very simple, which is just it's the title. You know what I mean? It's like I'll just do that. I'll do some sort of vocal variation on the title, and there you have it. There's our chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's keeping it on brand. So you know, I guess I appreciate that. Um, there 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 were some uh, some backup vocals, but I'll be damned if you can really hear it. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I can't Very really well speak mix. too much. Yeah, I can't really speak too much on it, except for I'm pretty sure they're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this mix is awful. All right, Mark, what'd you think? The solo slaps. That's a good solo. It kind of puts uh, some extra meat on the bones of the song. I think it just, I don't know. It just, it felt like it just kept swelling uh, into this monstrosity of just awesome guitar notage. Um, And, uh, you know, and it had a good progression too. So uh, yeah, that's that along with uh, the, your violin sideline is uh, the best part of the song so far. Um, yeah, I dig that. What do you think? Yeah, the ending of the solo in particular got to very, at the very, very end, it got into Richie Blackmore territory. It sounded like uh, Stargazer mm. uh, by Rainbow. <laughs> it very went into that kind of uh, um, Arabian scale sort of thing very briefly, which I don't really associate too much with uh, Eddie Van Halen. Um, but it was really, right. it was cool. It was a, I mean, it, I've I've yet to hear really a solo by Eddie where I'm like, well, that was terrible. But they're 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 always great uh, and interesting, and and he's got his own trademark, which is awesome, and I I liked it. Mm-hmm. I I think the beginning was actually very, um, but a lot more like uh, kind of uh, inspired by Richie. Yeah. Um, but then like after the first like half of the solo, it seemed to just kind of get lost in the middle like i i just think like the mix was it was not that great because it just kind of all got muddled up until the end um so it like it started off strong and then the middle seemed kind of like just buried in there and then the end was you know kind of interesting and so that was like i i just think it wasn't because it was a bad solo i just think that what you guys were saying the the mix on the whole song just seems kind of like mm-hmm. muddled um and that's part of the problem yeah. Yeah, I think that middle section, the rhythm actually overtook the the lead there for a little bit because yeah. I, was, I was hearing a lot of the rhythm and not a lot else. But I wanted to give a little mm-hmm. love to uh, Alex Van Halen. Uh, his guitars or his uh, drum sound on this is really really good, and I just loved uh, the way he was hitting the bell on that ride cymbal during that solo. It had a really pronounced uh, clang to it, almost like he was hitting like a church bell or something. It was really cool. Hmm.
Is that Beetlejuice, Mark? Uh, what does he think of the song? This is Lydia, actually. Oh, okay. uh, Lydia, what do you think? No? She loves it. Oh, you don't... <laughs> You want to talk now? Like you're so chat. This it. is the chatty one. Yeah. So for those that don't see, like my cat decided to join us for the Put show. Put the headphones on her and let's see what she thinks. I gotta yeah. tell you, during that section though, I'm looking at uh, the the three heads on the collie with me, and some of them are kind of nodding up and down. You know, maybe yeah. is the song being redeemed a little bit in your eyes? I mean this this last part here was pretty heavy groove. Um, I like the turn that it's taken. I was I was a little distracted by the very very faint like sound like a walkie talkie in the mm. background. Mm -hmm. You couldn't couldn't exactly tell what was being said, but yeah, I feel like it's a lot of that late '90s. Let's put that walkie talkie noise shit in there somewhere <laughs> to make it sound kind of industrial or whatever. I don't know. Mm. Oh, you guys didn't hear that? I I picked it up. It was like Mr. Sharon, Doctor Applebaum. We'll see you now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Oh. That's what this all. That's what this is all about. He's getting his wisdom. <laughs> the dentist detail. appointment. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness, if you're going to say something uh, uh, over the outro, uh, rudder of ship, which sets the course, does not the bit bridle the horse. Great is the forest set by a small flame, like a tongue on fire, no one can tame. But all right, all so now I we went for hear... the whole dentist theme to like the princess bride or something. Like, what the <laughs> all I could hear while he was saying that was, How can you have your pudding if you don't eat your meat? You know, it just <laughs> it had that same sort of like frantic tone to it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, like they're, like they're tr he's trying to, I don't know, be a little this, this. <laughs> to me, this said, uh, you know how sometimes uh, David Lee Roth will do kind of like spoken word little yeah. bits in the song or you're like, Hey, yeah, that suit is you, you know, things like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this sounds like a real bad attempt at doing a Rothism, mm. but he's like, <laughs> don't do it like Dave, but do you do it like you? Okay. Well, I don't really do saying, it like that. Okay. But just do it anyway. Ship. Like, all right. <laughs> you know, but it's just like, it's not even so much. I'm more distracted, not by what he's saying, but how he's yeah. saying it. No, it sounds like why are you yelling at me? But when Dave did it and like that example that you said, like uh like mm -hmm. an uh, unchained, he was and unchained, he was being yeah. fun and spontaneous. This sounds like it's being very presumptuous, you know, like and let, let's yeah, try and get yeah. something really like lofty and uh meaningful at the end of this, and I'll scream it like that so it'll be really heavy, and instead it sounds ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. It it does not whatever the intention, which you're you're probably right. That's what I think they were going for. It does not work whatsoever. <laughs> that just nope. he, he just sounded silly. He just sounded silly. And uh whatever the message was, it is lost. Imagine how that sounded in concert because it's time to play. How many times did Van Halen <laughs> perform Fire in the Hole in their career? Oh boy. Um, yeah, uh, we'll give the, the guest a, a chance to think about it here. Mark, let's start with you. How many times do you think Van Halen played Fire in the Hole? Well, considering, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it's starting to come back. I believe because this song was on Lethal Weapon 4, it had a music video. 
if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Um, I think it did, and uh, which means that it got some eyes and ears on it. So, for better or worse, it was probably you know in the single category. So they probably played it a good number of times, but I don't think they played it all that much. So uh, I'll say they play it uh, fifty times. Fifty times. All right, Nathan. Yeah. I don't have any concept of how long these guys were out there touring. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I was tempted to say zero until you reminded me. (laughs) I'd say 11 times. 11 times. All right, John. Remember, it's prices, right? Rules closest to the actual number without going over. I'm going to I'm going to go like 30, 30. All right. Well, our winner tonight, he's on a bit of a roll. Mark Meyer, Van Halen played this 75 times. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. All in. I was actually going to guess 50 at first, but I thought that might be a little presumptuous. Yeah, so that's pretty much the entire tour, I would think, in 1998. I thought I overshot wow. it, to be honest with you. It's like, oh, I'm being generous, <laughs> like maybe 50 it. times. Yeah, like, yeah, 11. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And according to Setlist.fm, you know, yeah. never covered by anybody else. Yeah, I would. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Imagine a, yeah. a cover band breaking this out. <laughs> A Van Halen cover they're... band. We're gonna do everybody's favorite. We're gonna do... fire We're in the hole. Gonna... Okay, let's go to the bathroom, get another beer. We'll see you in a bit. It's like the movie Step Brothers when they had the Billy Joel tribute band, but they only did '80s Joel. Play piano <laughs> man. We only do '80s Joel. Joel. Yeah. What we only, we only do Van Halen three. We only do Gary era Van Halen. It's like, oof. Imagine that band. Actually, there's. I live in Nashville. That band probably exists. Yeah. How many say I'll do, I? The, I'll do the some Van digging. Halen three tribute band. <laughs> oh, and that's probably exactly what they're called too. Damn yeah. it! Well, there it is. Uh, apologies to Gary, but not apologies to the tribute band that does that. Because what the hell is wrong with you? Wow. Um, so there it is. A uh, f- fire in the hole, indeed. Um, I mean, we've probably tipped our hands uh, a little bit too <laughs> too close at this point, but mm. we, it's it's show we got to do it, so we're gonna do it. Uh, I'm gonna go to our guest first. Uh, uh, Nathan, you you seemed uh, pretty pretty up and positive on this song for sure. So I just gotta know: is fire in the hole what dreams are made of, or is this just yet another trip to the dentist? Yeah, I think like I, I'm my entire knowledge of Van Halen three is through your show. So I've heard all the songs you played on your show and now this one. But the one thing that, I, you know, the production definitely strikes me, but all of the songs to me and particularly the last what's the last Van Halen three song that you guys did? Uh, the last one we did, I think, was uh, geez, it was a few episodes ago. ago. Kelsey was on. Oh, yeah, that was the uh, unreleased track oh. uh, called That's Why I Love You. Oh, that's okay. yeah it was unreleased and we agreed it should have stayed that way it, it to <laughs> me it, it always it seems to me like almost like they're taking a, a vocal from another song and putting it on a song that it just doesn't fit on like it doesn't seem to fit rhythmically and again we always throw apologies to gary sharon he's an amazing singer love his mm-hmm. work but just for some, whatever reason it doesn't it sounds like he's coming in and singing over something and it just doesn't gel it doesn't fit it doesn't you know all the lyrics are weird and everything and he's a but he, he's a great singer, so he could make that work. It just it always seems out of step, out of rhythm, and he's hitting all the right notes. It just does it. it, it nothing I've heard yet has worked for me. Hmm. 
Well, there you go. Uh, in the hole by Nathan. Uh, John, do you share Nathan's sentiment and that uh, the dream is over, or were you a little bit, uh, a little bit more upbeat on it? What say you? No, no bueno. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, the only thing I know of this album is what I've heard and then what I've heard tonight. And um, if if this is any indication of what's on the album, I mean, the it, like if you played it for me and I didn't know anything, if you're just like, here's a Van Halen song, I would have thought it was a Sammy Hagar era song. Like it had all of the Eddie's guitar tone. It had a really strong, like full beat, uh, like uh, from the rhythm section. Nothing wrong with the music. I just think that the the mix was not good. And it sounded like they were just like, they brought in Gary Sharon and they're like, you need to do your best Sammy impression. And it, and it sounded like they just kind of buried it. And he was just kind of like straining it out. Like it didn't, because we all know like what a, what a good singer he is. And it just sounds like, I don't know. I think they were, you know, uh, without, again, without knowing anything that they, they just kind of um, were like, yeah, just, we need you to kind of do an impression and fit like the Van Halen model um, or the Van Halen mold, uh, so to speak, instead of having him do his own thing. And I think maybe that, and, you know, a poor mix and, and really bad lyrics uh, are to blame for this song, not being that great. Hmm. Well no. said, well said. So, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, like so, um, no, well, no, of course not. Um, but that goes without saying. Corey, though, uh, you are you tend to be the more optimistic one of the bunch. However, you do, uh, you do put on podcasts with uh, our nemesis John Mariano, and his influence has has uh, kind of reached out like tendrils through the machine, and uh, kind of taken hold of you at times. You're also not feeling great, so I gotta say, was fire in the hole the uh, the pick me up that you absolutely needed, or are you just sinking further down? <laughs> I'm a little torn though. I think I'm a little more positive on it than you guys are. Uh, I, I dug the chorus. I, I dug Gary's delivery on it. Uh, I dug the solo. I think Alex was doing some great shit. Uh, Mike was doing some great shit, Mark, like you pointed out. You could actually hear him in the mix. But I, I can't get over the, the mix being as poor as it is. And um, I, all the people are going to come yelling at us because we downloaded this market. Oh, you focus too much on the lyrics. When, when they're this hilarious, you, you, you kind of have to. When they're this nonsensical, you kind of have to. Once I, I kind of looked at it from the lens of he's talking about a liar. Okay, now it made maybe a tad bit more sense, and I can get on board. That that uh, one verse uh, with the tongue tied in a tangled web, your bile inside better left unsaid. Like I, I thought that was pretty good, and the song was picking up for me then. And then it went into that whole weird, uh, you know, yelling during the fade out. That was like, well, what the fuck is that now? So um. I was really on the fence the entire time. I thought I was going to be positive until the, uh, till the fade out, but uh, I, I can't disagree at all with what Nathan, what John said, like uh, the mix and, and the lyrics and, you know, just, just kind of killed it for me. Although I, I, I don't mind it. It's not quite what dreams are made of. So Mark Meyer, um, geez, I've already got the song queued up. I think I know which way this is going to go. If I see a, a an up thumb, I'm, I'm going to be shocked. I mean, part of me, just because of the chaos within me, almost wanted to 
throw the thumb up, but I couldn't in good consciousness do that. Uh, this song's greatest enemy is not the lyrics. Uh, it, it is the mix. I know we, we keep saying it, but it's the mix. Uh, the, the band is probably doing some great things. Uh, Corey mentioned uh, Alex is, is doing some pretty incredible rhythm stuff. Um, but for me, I can't tell because the mix is so bad. I honestly couldn't tell what the hell Eddie is doing until that solo. And even that solo, as John pointed out, is the middle is sorely lacking. Um, the solo is good. And I'm sure if we were to see it performed live, we'd probably be like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Good for you, Eddie. Yeah, I mean, you never disappoint us. But this is a recording. And on the record, you're supposed to really shine. And the mix does not shine for anybody. Uh, except for maybe Mike, except for maybe Michael. Uh, I like, we could actually hear him. I liked what he was doing, but needed more. Um, I'm sure he was, he might've been doing background vocals, but again, you could barely hear it. So who's to say, um, and, and again, the, we can harp on lyrics because we have to, because as Corey said, when they're this nonsensical and this ridiculous, look, we did it for up for breakfast and you all, all you listeners out there, especially you Sammy haters were just itching. We're itching for that one. You were just waiting for us to tear that one apart. And we did because lyrically that song is so damn bad. Uh, but I don't know if it's, I don't know which is worse to be honest with you. Um, this one or, up for breakfast it's in contention uh but uh fire in the hole let me just say this was on the lethal weapon 4 soundtrack and you know what cool because it's a fitting song for the fitting movie that it was so you take that however you will so that's a big old no for me on fire in the hole and that is a unanimous sweep of hell no Um, but that's just the way it goes and again we'll say it one more time apologies to gary but you know i don't I don't want to blame Gary for this because it was probably so much out of his control. However, Gary, if you did write these lyrics, let's have a conversation, please. <laughs> like, cause I just, I need to know, I need to know where your head was at. Um, but, uh, I like the Reddit thread, uh, uh, <laughs> theory, the fan theories about what I like the one you mentioned, Corey, uh, where it's about, a, it's about a liar. Well, it might be, or maybe it's not because it, I'm, I'm more inclined to think that this is a dentist trip. Uh, that Maybe that seemed to make the most sense. <laughs> I well, could be. There it is. So if if anyone else has uh, any of our listeners in particular have fan theories about what the Hellfire in the Hole is about, please at us at Podcast Will Rock and let us know because it's just uh, we're gonna be up all night trying to think of uh, just just I, I'm not gonna be able to not think about this. You will. Because... I'm going to bed. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you have <laughs> yes, you you get some rest. You you've earned it. Uh, especially after that. Well, you guys, we did it. We, for better or worse, we did it. We got another one, uh, another one down, another, <laughs> another song from Van Halen three off the damn wheel. It's it, any minute now we'll be done. I think we're going to finish that album before we finish any of the other ones. Um, Cause I think we have, how many more do we have left of Van Halen? Do you know at the top of your head there, uh, Corey? Uh, one, two, three, four, I want to say. So out of out of the 12 tracks you know yeah. and then the one unreleased yeah we've uh we've done quite a few so we've, we've got about at least half maybe oh you wait one two is still the one we're closest to finishing we have one song left oh okay now. okay well just based on how the wheel likes to spin and likes to do us dirty uh especially when we have guests on uh we'll, we'll probably finish that one before oh you wait one two but uh that's 
I'm not mad about that. That just means that, uh, okay, cool. We're moving on to uh, green or pastures as it were, but that is, uh, that's just how the game works. We spin the wheel and we talk about what is on the wheel that, you know, this that's, that's why you guys tune in and you also tune in to find out who is going to be on the show. And I just want to send a resounding thank you to John and Nathan from the deep purple podcast. You guys, again, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, please, please tell the people what you guys got going on, where they can find you and where they can listen to the show and all that. Sure. Um, thank you for having us. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's probably even more fun than getting a, a good song. <laughs> it it, it always is. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. As long as you had fun. Um, yeah. No, yeah. getting, getting a, getting a not good song is always more fun because it's, you, you can't make fun of a good song. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say that would be my that would have been my backup was if if I can't get uh, light up the sky it's, it's just something that we could tear apart and uh, look, look what we got um, there you go yeah <laughs> look what so, we got yeah. uh, like I said we're coming up on our four year anniversary we're a little over two hundred episodes um, we talk about deep purple and all deep purple related stuff um, we review full albums we do other different subjects we live live recordings from the band and other bands that are related so if you like deep purple rainbow white snake jolyn turner uh every so often ozzy osbourne album for, <laughs> because you know <laughs> there's there's a connection there too um but the deep purple is a, is a vast musical universe that's intertwined with so much so that's why we uh decided to do it there's just so much uh it, it connects to so many different bands it's almost unlimited uh subject matter so and it's a weekly podcast. Every every Monday we come out. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, yes. Congratulations on you guys for for uh uh. You said uh, three years going now. We're coming on four, right, Nate? Coming on yeah, four. We're, yeah. Four coming up on four. Yeah. So find us where all great podcasts are listened to. <laughs> DeepPurplePodcast.com. dot com. That's right. That's where you can find all the all the great show notes. <clears throat> All the great show notes, all the good stuff, all things Deep Purple. Great band, great podcast to listen to, so be sure to check that one out. Uh, Corey, where can the people find you? Where can they find the show? Well, they can find us uh, at uh, at Podcast Will Rock on Twitter, Instagram, uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on our website, www.podcastwillrock.com. Um, you know, grab yourself some merch, uh, help support the show, help keep us on the air. Uh, we only got 52 songs left on the wheel. We might add, I had to talk with Mark about this, but, uh, we did a poll on if we should add some more unreleased tracks to the wheel. And uh, that was an overwhelming yes. So there might be another four or five songs we can slap on there, but you know, we're coming down to the end of it. We're only going to have about, you know, uh, under 60 songs left to go if we had the unreleased. So before this whole, whole journey is done. And before I get into the deep dive uh, podcast network, I uh, just want to talk about a good friend of the show, uh, David Rasmussen, uh, who uh, reached out to me uh, through the website and said, hey, uh, I got all these tour books from when I used to go to shows way back in the day. Would you be interested in them? And some of them, I don't know if you can see it thanks to my background, but he sent me all these tour books, Van Halen, 1984, uh, U2, Joshua Tree. I got uh, David Lee Roth, The Intimate Smile, uh, Hysteria from Def Leppard. There's a Judas Priest. There's a Rush. Uh, I kind of promised them I would send a couple of Mark's way, but I don't know if I want to. Because they're 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 kind of cool. <laughs> well, we'll I mean, that's, that's fair. It's very cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to negotiate that. But I just wanted to thank David very much for for sending those uh sending those my way. They're really really great and uh, uh kind of a cool little piece of rock and roll history. Uh, speaking of rock and roll history, you're going to get a a big heap and dose of that if you listen to the Deep Dive Podcast Network. Let's go through all the shows here. 
myself, John Mariano, and Scott Haskin are uh, having a little show called Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. Uh, John and I also do another show talking everything music and movies called Backtracks Theme Music. Uh, Scott also has uh, his uh, original show, Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. Of course, Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast. Uh, the Simple Man at Skinner Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joe, and David at the In the Lap of the Pods. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast. Uh, Greg and Jonathan again at So Far, So Pod, So What? Tucking all things Megadeth. Uh, Kevin Brown, the aforementioned Kevin Brown uh, at the Tom Petty Project. And Kevin with his buddy Randy have a little show called Seaside Pod Review, another great Queen podcast. Uh, Quinn at and Volume for All. And finally, Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. Very, very cool. Thank you very much, Corey. Uh, you can always find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. Go ahead and uh, contact me directly when you want to yell about something that I've uh, said or a hot take or whatever, or just or just feel free to correct me on mistakes that I make when I'm on the show because evidently I make them a ton. But as you guys know, I'm no expert, just a simple fan, and sometimes I say things. So there's that. Uh, also, special shout-out, uh, go check out our buddy Jeff Saunders uh, at the Hillbilly Scribs YouTube channel. He's doing his live stream uh, tomorrow night, uh, 7.30 Central Time, to benefit St. Baldrick's to uh, helping conquer childhood cancer. So he's doing good work Good work over there. We love him. Uh, be sure to check that out. Support him. Support uh, the kids. It's all about supporting the kids. And also, Van Halen might not be touring right now, but you can always still support the, your local rock scene. Go out, see a show, support the scenes. We're out there. We're still playing the tunes that you love. Some of us play them really, really well. So get out there and support your local scene to show that you want to keep rock music alive, just like we want to keep rock music alive by talking about a band that we absolutely love. No, we're not experts. We're just simple fans. We love talking about this band, and we're going to keep talking about them until we just can't anymore. That's the name of the game. We are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later. Later.